Welcome to Funding the Dream, the number one podcast for the number one crowdfunding platform, Kickstarter. Now here's your host, Richard Bliss. Welcome to the show. I appreciate you listening and I appreciate all those who have uh, reached out and communicated with me and uh, shared ideas and thoughts and feedback. It's always welcome. If you want to provide feedback, you can reach me on Twitter at Richard Bliss. Uh, On LinkedIn is always a way if you just want to reach out and connect. Facebook, um, I am out there, Richard Bliss, Richard Bliss, Richard Bliss. So you can find me anywhere. So I appreciate those who have reached out. My guest today is someone who did reach out, who reached out because they uh, have a Kickstarter that's campaign that's going live at the time of this recording. It just launched this week. And they reached out because they needed some help. And they were wondering kind of what they could do. And I was intrigued. And I wanted to take a conversa- have a conversation with this uh, individual in their campaign. So I'm joined today by Wes Woodbury from Fundamental Games. Wes, thanks for joining me. Great to be here. Thanks. Wes, you are just outside of Calgary, uh, Alberta in Canada, where today it's a balmy, I think you were, what were you telling me? What's the temperature there right now? Uh, it's about minus 15, you know, cold, snow, wind, the usual. We like it that way. I mean, do you go out in shorts and t-shirts and just kind of like it's it's Canadians in, in wintertime, so it's no big deal? Uh, I'm not that brave, but uh, <laughs> you do get the spring jacket on when you're down to minus 10. So once it's, uh, once it's colder than minus 10, that's when you put on the winter gear. Oh, my gosh. I mean, if it dips down to 50, I'm like putting on socks and jackets. And I, I, I took the dog for a walk this morning. I think the temperature said it was 50. Uh, Fahrenheit. Yeah, I don't think I could survive in California from the heat. So no, no, no. it was 50, and I put on a a snow jacket because I was cold. Gloves. I'm thinking I feel like a, a a fool out here, but I was warm. You are a um, you are a new time game designer. You are because in, in your in your day job, in your real life, in your altered identity, you uh, are in retail, and you've been that in retail for many many years. And yet, you launched a uh, this is your second Kickstarter campaign. You have a board game that you put out. Um, a tabletop game. Tell us just a little bit about that game. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so right now we have live on Kickstarter, Legends of Novus, and it's a tabletop fantasy adventure game for one to five players. And um, just it's a sandbox style, so it's not campaign, it's not a long time RPG or minis. It's just a way for um, one to five players to get together, enjoy a one shot game, exploring in an open world, and uh, you know, fighting creatures, earning rewards, getting experience. Um, all the fun stuff that you might do in Dungeons and Dragons or World of Warcraft or Diablo um, in a board game. So that's what that game's all about. Is there a board game out there that it kind of is? Is if I have played this over here, then I'm going to recognize some of the mechanics or the um, a little bit of the themes over there in uh, Novus. Um, there's one that's similar, but in my experience, I haven't played one that's quite like this, where you don't have as much of the story, and it's really about the action turn after turn. One of the reasons you reached out was because. As you have done this campaign, this is your second campaign, but as you've done this one, things have been a little slow on the uptake. Now, the good news is, your previ- what was the name of your previous campaign? My previous campaign was Duel of the Dragons. It was a 49 cards, just a card game. You know, I like that because as we talked, you did Duel, Duel of the Dragons a while back. You got about 80-some-odd backers. Uh, you didn't ask for a lot of money, and you got a quick turnaround on that. What, what was the thought process behind launching that Kickstarter campaign? Uh, it was for a couple of reasons. Uh, first off, I wanted to be able to understand how to work with artists, craft designs, uh, card manufacturers, and figure out the dynamics of building a game start to finish because I hadn't done that before. Uh, secondly, it was about understanding the Kickstarter market. So I'd, I'd followed games. I'd done my first investments into Kickstarters. Hadn't yet received one back yet, but uh, had kind of seen how the process works. But from a 
backer side compared to the creator side, there's so many differences and I can only read about them so much. So I wanted to get firsthand experience start to finish before I did the bigger game that was already in my mind. What? And thirdly, it was just to build up a community and uh, be able to uh, talk to people that are into fantasy games and try to build that up. And what, what, what did you learn in that campaign? When did that campaign run? So that campaign ran from uh, the end of September, and it was just a two-week campaign, so it ran until about the middle of October, and, um, and then it was delivered by December. What I learned from that campaign was that you really need to talk to the community that gets involved. I mean, um, there wasn't a ton of comments directly on the Kickstarter campaign, but I I did understand that you've got to be on it uh, regularly to respond to those comments and listen to feedback and be willing to do changes. And uh, I learned a lot about shipping costs and about uh, manufacturer criteria and about um, card sizing and templates and uh, bleed lines and cut lines and all these different things that you don't think so much about when you're just putting it out on paper or building your prototype. So uh, a lot of lessons learned in that first game. And which is a piece of advice that I think I have shared over the years uh, here on the show with uh, various guests, that being able to step out there and learn the experience on a small, you know, build some success uh, is such a great way of just learning by doing. But... Then we launched, you launched Legends of Novus and ran into a, a bit of a, not a hiccup, but a, it, it hasn't caught on. Now, the, the, the funding level is very different, but it hasn't caught on quite the way that the first one did. And part of that is the size of that funding goal. So you've been in just about a week. How's the campaign going? Uh, five days in, five and a half days in, we're sitting at 23% of the funding goal right now, just over 7,000 Canadian, which is about uh, 5,000 some American. Um, and really, I was I was thinking by the time week one came to an end, we'd be closer to that fifty percent because um, in these fantasy games, if you if you see quality, if you see good art, if you see good gameplay, uh, you tend to see those get a lot of traction early because there's a huge market for it. So I had thought that it would be a little bit higher up there by now with more backers and more funding in place. Now I have to admit, as I look at the campaign, it is. Beautiful artwork, beautiful graphics, uh, beautiful design. The Kickstarter campaign page itself is laid out quite beautiful. Where did your art come from? Where where have you found an artist to do this for you? Yeah, I was fortunate enough when I did um, in the early parts of the game, just reaching out um, on uh, like I was looking on Deviant Art and Art station and uh, some of the board game Facebook groups just reaching out and one of the artists that got back to me just wanted to do a sample piece of art. Uh, He was from Italy, he's a young guy, just graduated from art school and he came back with this amazing piece of artwork for an orc warrior and you'll see I believe that art is uh, on my website. So this orc warrior is holding a decapitated orc head and it's got fire behind him and it just looked amazing like this was high quality magic the gathering type of art and I was blown away and I thought you know this guy has exactly what I need uh, for a game that I want. Um, whereas uh, I had a, another artist send me something which was fair, but definitely not in the league of uh, Andrea Butera, who had created the Orc Warrior art. And from that point on, we just started working together, and he really became enraptured with the idea of Legends of Novus. And um, he is just as committed and passionate about this project as I was. So uh, it was kind of like that perfect moment in time where he was just graduating and wanted to get his name in the art world. And I was just getting into the board game hobby and uh, working together with Created Legends of Novus together. Well, that's an excellent story because the artwork is stunning. Um, it, I, it is. I was 
with the, with the amount of success you've had on the campaign, which is moderate, about 23 to 24%, and yet the quality of art and the components caused me, yeah, scratch my head a little bit, which is one of the reasons I wanted to, to chat. As you reached out and we talked about this, I thought here's an intriguing challenge is because you're not alone. There's so many people who are listening, particularly the podcast, who have an idea, have a game, don't have an extensive amount of experience, but want to launch it. And so, and, and you and I talked about this, one of the biggest challenges with crowdfunding and Kickstarter, as I've said so many times over the years, is that it tends not to be a funding problem. It tends to be a crowd problem. And in your case, I, I had asked you some questions before we got on the show about some of the things that you did to build the crowd. And we can use the term crowd a little loosely here because you, ha- you don't have a, a, a large number of followers, but you do have some followers. What are some of those things that you did to kind of start to build that crowd up a little bit? Yeah, and uh, I've taken some of the things you've said in podcasts and other, uh, like I've listened to Board Game Design Lab and I've read stuff on Stonemeyer's website and just every avenue you can think of, I've just immersed myself in trying to understand how do you build a crowd? How do you start a Kickstarter? And so it went from, uh, there's an Instagram account that I run that has just over 600 people. There's a Twitter account I have, which I haven't been able to build up substantially, but I do put out regular tweets. Uh, Facebook, I'm part of 20 different Facebook groups from stuff directly about board game design, but also uh, really into D&D or uh, Lord of the Rings or um, World of Warcraft or RPGs, all the different things that may generate interest in Legends of Novus. I'm trying to keep my hand in those different pools. Um, uh, Reddit, I've been a part of on some of the game design uh, sub-trends or subreddits. Uh, so just really all over the place, and then also built an email list. So Fundamental Games has an email subscription, and through some giveaways, through posters, and through copies of Duel of the Dragons, actually, uh, generated um, about 300 email subscribers as well. Uh, but it, it seems like no matter how many different avenues I've taken, I feel a very small percentage of the popular, compared to some of those other game companies I see with 5,000 or 10,000 subscribers or Facebook joinees. So um trying all these avenues, but not getting a ton of traction on it just yet. Yeah. And I'm going to argue that maybe you are getting a ton of traction. Um, it's just not at that, those scales and, and you might, it might be the comparison you're using. All that work that you've done is fantastic. Uh, and then the problem though, it becomes, it's a matter of time as you do that work and place the, your brand in front of all those groups. It takes time for them to become aware, but you now have 152 backers on a campaign for a, in essence, a, a, a first-time board game, uh, if we take a si- set aside Duel of Dragons, that's double the yeah. number of people that you had for Duel of Dragons. And so you, you've got a good number here. The challenge is, I think, the, uh, the $25,000 goal that you have, American dollars, uh, $25,000. Uh, that means if your average pledge, I think I saw on yours, uh, looking at KickTrack back uh, data, was about $50, which means that you've got to find 500 people. And I think this is this is not scientific, but generally you have right. about ten percent, less than ten percent of your fan base will will go and actually back your campaign. So sometimes that means that okay, if I need five hundred people to back it, I need five thousand people in my pool of network contacts, leads, those type of things. That is complete unscientific. That is just me kind of <laughs> pulling a number out of my head. But sometimes that's the rule yeah. of thumb that I use. And in your challenge, it sounds like while you've had a lot of touch points, the amount of time that has gone for you to generate, you know, some super fans, some some strong fans, 
Maybe, maybe there's not that much time that's happened. How long have you been doing all of those things you said? What time frame did you do that over? Um, well, I, I started this game back in February of last year. And once I got the first prototypes created, I immediately created the Legends of Nova's Facebook group. And from there, started expanding, uh, creating. Uh, I'd never done Instagram before. I'd never really been a tweeter before. I'd never really known Reddit before. Everything I've done has been as a result of wanting to build this board game. And so it's been, I'd say, about uh, 10 months for most of these different accounts. And some of the uh, more... Uh, awareness earlier than others. I'd say the most popular route from my experience has been Facebook, just because you can easily immerse yourself in all the different conversations and, right. and groups. Um, and I say the hardest one to actually try to be a part of is Reddit because there's so many rules and uh, retract your post and you're not um, yeah. contributing enough. So, <laughs> Right. I have it. I uh, I stay away from Reddit uh, just because there's too, <laughs> there's too much. It's great content. I'll read stuff, but when it comes to you, you're much braver than I am when it comes to posting something out there. And, yeah, so, if you want if you want concrete feedback that there's no holds barred, you go to Reddit because yeah. Facebook users are probably half as gentle as Reddit users. <laughs> right. I mean that's a very valid point. If you really want to know. And speaking of that, then speaking of that type of feedback, um, you're in Calgary. How how active is the board game community in Calgary? Or outside of Calgary, but in your area? Uh, well, I live about an hour outside of Calgary, and I work a, a pretty intense full-time retail job and have a family as well with children. So my time to actually get to Calgary is almost nil, um, and that's uh, partial my own decision and uh, part of life as well. But uh, So here in old Alberta, there is a little game store, and we've played the game uh, a couple of different times there, and we'll talk to some of the, the game groups there. And then um, I've played the game multiple times with um, just kind of random people I've met and we pull out the game and test it out. Uh, In the actual Calgary market, I've only been able to get it to the Falcon, which is a gaming event that was um, last, I'm trying to remember, last September. And so that was a fun event. But again, I wasn't well known and there's so many other contributors there that you kind of get drowned out. Uh, but the Calgary itself does have a very active game designer group. Um, I'm planning to go there tomorrow, actually, just to meet a few people. And I think that was one of my misses, is I just didn't take enough time or energy to to go there a few more times throughout this past year. Well, Wes, i got to tell you, um, don't beat yourself up too bad, because the amount of time and energy you have already put into this campaign is uh, exemplary. The fact that you have taken so much effort, le- listened, learned, um, watched, read, and then made yourself so much successful as a first-timer. Yes, you wish that the, the money would come in, but i got to tell you that I'm very impressed with what you've done so far. And it is one of the things, I, when you reached out, that I was intrigued by. Because as I look at the camp, like I said, as I look at Legends of Novus, I am blown away by the art. I'm blown away. I, and I, I'm asking myself, wait wait, how, how is this possible? How am I looking at something that is so beautiful? And you and I talked earlier that um, when, it yeah. comes, when it comes to game themes, uh, my fiance and I, we are drawn in by the art so much more. We realize that as we're playing renegade games like Clank uh, and their Raiders of the North Sea and other games where the artwork makes such a big difference. You have really stepped up the game, um, to use a pun, and you have an excellent looking... Uh, looking piece of content. I don't have for you on this call concrete feedback on how to solve this problem, but here's what I'm going to do. 
I'm going to ask the audience. You're listening. There are um, thousands of you out there who regularly listen to the show. If you, Wes has got a window of opportunity. He's got 24 days to go as the time of this recording. And, and what's today? What is the date today? Today is the 24th of February of 2019. So if you're listening to this episode, within the next 24 days, um, preferably within this next week, if you're listening and you have some advice for Wes, Legends of Novus. Here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to invite you onto the show to talk about the advice that you would give to Wes so that he can make adjustments, whether he keeps the current campaign going, whether we you know, hold off and re- relaunch, whatever it might be. But I'd love to hear the audience, Wes, uh, give you feedback about what they think maybe uh, what could have been done, if anything could have been done. Because i got to tell you, if there's a checklist that you've gone through, you've marked off every box of that checklist. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly appreciate that feedback. It is, I just did not go into this blindly, and I know there's many boxes that could have been checked off a little bit larger, but uh, really tried to hit the different points that are mandatory to establish a game. Well, you've done, I think, uh, an excellent job. Um, and I'm looking at I'm just trying to think what kind of a... Advice would I give you, as I look at it, a couple of things. So here's just a few things as I'm looking at it. And, and I'm sure the audience is going to say, Richard, you could have done so much better than that. But honestly, I, I did not go into this thinking that I was going to give you some critique on your campaign. And we've only got about a minute and a half left or so. But yeah. as I look at the title, Legends of Novus, a tabletop fantasy adventure board game. Exciting non-campaign sandbox-style fantasy adventure game for one to five players, reminiscent of classic video games and RPGs. I have to admit, the first time I read that, when you sent me the link, and, I, and all I see is your screenshot of your campaign... I wasn't sure if I was looking at a video game or a board game or some type of blend. When you you put classic video games in there, it threw me because now, and especially because the artwork that even though you have a box, there is a video-esque look to this game. And I think that you're doing your disservice by talking about classic video games. Because to me, oh, that's, cl- that's completely fair. Yeah, a classic video game is going to go way back, right? I mean, Zork is is classic video game to me, although, <laughs> right? <laughs> so that, I'm not a good, I'm not part of your sample set. But I understand having talked to you with the background and magic, the experience with the uh, the role playing and things like that, that where you would do that. But think about your audience and the language that they use. And for me, this this I didn't I didn't know what you were talking about, and so it caused me then to be confused as I started to go into it. Uh, also, I would reach out to your backers, uh, the 152 backers that you have, and ask them and just say, hey, I was on the show. Um, uh, you know, Richard and I talked. What kind of things do you think I could do that would uh, increase the likelihood? And see what the fans have. Because obviously you've got 152 people who stepped up, and you've got some good comments uh, in there. So you take a look at that. So those would be some things I would recommend that you try. No, that's great. Yeah. And, and even looking, there's uh, about 1,000 people that press the follow button. And those can turn into backers, so just curious what's holding back, because uh, there's got to be something holding back from actually becoming a backer if they are following the campaign. It's always a good chance to, to reach out and ask. Wes, thanks again for being on the show and being willing to kind of go through uh, this and kind of see how we can help that get better. Yeah, I appreciate your time, Richard. It's been an honor to, to be a guest. and. Um, look forward from hearing about that feedback that you requested. I am too. You've been listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. My guest has been Wes Woodbury, who's got a project running live, Legends of Novus. And we talked about some of the things he's done to expand the presence, yet falling short. And we uh, wondered to you as the audience, what could he do to expand the presence and, no- and knowledge 
and exposure of his Kickstarter campaign. If you have some answers, reach out to me, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, all of those will work. And be sure to check out his campaign at legendsofnovus.com. Thanks for listening. Take care.